Hi, I'm Candace Michelle, and this is Our Community. Kelly Hansen is back with me this week, dog whisperer extraordinaire, to chat some more about our favorite canines. Welcome back, Kelly. How are ya? Hi, Candace. I'm doing great. Nice to be here. It's always great to see your face. Thanks. So I'm um, just let our you know, listeners into our little secrets. We do these recordings from home because our studio is still closed because we're not sure what's going on with COVID. Um, and, um, and so we each are at our own home with our own microphone and our own computer. And, you know, and Tom, our recorder and editor extraordinaire, is at his home recording this. So inevitably... <laughs> Inevitably, I mean, seriously, I've been doing these for, I don't know, two years now from home. And it doesn't seem to matter who my guest is. Inevitably, we have a technical issue. <laughs> we, think, we think we're good to go. We think yeah. we've got everything sussed. We're ready to roll. And something happens. Something happens. This time, it was Kelly. She All she yeah. did was... I just push. push one little button. <laughs> push one button. <laughs> and suddenly we all disappeared. Everybody went bye-bye. Like, <laughs> we were in the black hole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is this is our lives. Fun this is with our technology. <laughs> I know. I love it. <laughs> and it's just so not my thing, mm -hmm. technology, right? It's like yeah, oh uh, yeah, not my not my fave. <laughs> so always the first question, how is Mia doing? She's growing like a little weed. Um, so, so I should back up and just yeah. tell our listeners who Mia is, just in case some of them are scratching their heads going, what? Mia is a puppy that I adopted. Uh, my sister does some rescue work, and uh, she, that little turd named a dog after me. And yeah. when I saw her, I went, oh, it looks like I'm getting a new puppy. <laughs> yeah. And was, I'm not going to call her Kelly. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's right. I didn't mind, but she, I tried a whole bunch of names. And when I finally one day, I think I was listening to ABBA and maybe Mama Mia was on. And I was, Mama mm -hmm. Mia. I said, Mia. And she looked at me and, uh, oh, yeah. I think yeah. she finally said, hey, lady, good. You finally got my name right. right. Can you please just, just figure it. it out, lady? So, <laughs> no. so she. <laughs> She's a terrier group or a terrier cross. She's got mm -hmm. a whole bunch of different terriers in her. I think she'll probably end up at about maybe 45 pounds right now. Mm -hmm. I think she's about probably, I'm going to guess around 30, okay. maybe right around 30 pounds. Okay. Um, That's a nice size. It's a good size. I think mm -hmm. it's a good idea at any age as long as she'll be around. And I figure it's 15 years plus at, yep. um, during the entire time of her life. I really should be able to pick her up. If she is asleep or she cannot move, and right. I should be able to pick my dog right. up and get them to a vet, so that's a kind of an important thing. So that was yeah, one of I the considerations. I did not consider that, yeah. and I should have. Right? I mean, my yeah. my dog's ninety pounds, and picking her up yeah. is yeah, can be challenging. It is. It's hard, especially as we get older. I've yeah. actually in my training actually have on a couple of occasions had a client call me in panic and I went mm. over to their house and one dog had actually um, passed away mm. and he couldn't pick up the dog by himself to get her in the car. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and on a couple other occasions where people just couldn't lift their dog to get them somewhere. So that mm-hmm. is a consideration if and when you are considering a puppy, you know, can you physically take care of it? Not just right. taking it to the vet and buying it food, but physically, could you pick it up to get it out of harm's way or lift it out of something or lift it into something? That That's, a, that's important. So, and particularly uh, because we are an aging population here in the yes. Brookings Harbor area. And, yeah. and you really have to think about that. I mean, there, there are times when I'm not sure I can get myself up. For, absolutely. Let alone a dog, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And doesn't it always happen when you're not feeling great or something, or it's the middle of the night and you're, you know, it was a hard day yes. and my back's a little tweaky. Isn't that when something happens? Yeah. Inevitably, I know, I know. I use when I had my boarding and daycare business up in Washington. um, You taking care of a lot of dogs. Invariably, something's going to happen to somebody. So I used to joke around at the animal emergency that was just literally a mile away from us. They come in on a Friday or Saturday. Hi, honey, I'm home. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, exactly. Hey, Kelly, how's it going? Who do we have now? Like, and, and you know, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we we had a uh, a raccoon that came into the yard, and actually, it was a mother raccoon with her two babies, which that that's a problem, right? If it was just a raccoon, she probably would have run, but she had her two babies, and uh, it was six a.m. on a Sunday morning, and um, my husband had let our two dogs, we had two uh, yellow labs at the time, and he'd let them out to potty. And it was just starting to lighten up, and they immediately zeroed in on that raccoon with the two babies sitting on the fence and charged. And the mother raccoon charged right back. And it was like, okay, six in the morning on a Sunday, right? Nobody's open at six in the morning on a Sunday. I'm hearing these wild yelpings and screamings from the front yard and I'm thinking all right so the world is now ending at 6 a.m on a Sunday morning right (laughs) and you know indeed it did mean a trip to the vet you know emergency you know I'll meet you there in 10 minutes my dogs are bleeding out I mean it was just you know it and everything got fixed and everything else but it it just happened that that particular incident was also when my husband tripped over the oh the hose that was on the ground and fell on oh, his back so uh, of course his- <laughs> right? of course that <laughs> happened of course that happened Good. yeah so yeah i'm i'm thinking raccoons just stay out of my yard okay just 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 stay out <laughs> Well, hey, maybe the lesson to you, don't go outside Sunday at 6 a.m. <laughs> I'm telling you, when it's dark out there, I take a flashlight with me, and I have gotten, Cola will sit, because I tell her to sit and stay at the yeah. slider until I go out with a flashlight, shining oh, sure. it, you know, and making sure that there's nothing <clears throat> out there that's going to, you know, Yeah. So you have been walking us through uh, Mia's processes and Mm -hmm. progress in her training. So what's she up to these days? Well, she is, uh, firstly, she learns real quick. It doesn't take her very, it doesn't take her very long to catch on to something, Mm -hmm. which is, which is good for me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. it, It makes it easy for me. Um, I, 
also when a dog learns real quick like that there's also a possibility that they can learn things quickly that I didn't necessarily want her to do you know a dog left mm. unattended is going to make decisions not that I'm saying that she's left unattended mm -hmm. she does have quite a sizable uh, piece of yard that she can play in it's perfectly fenced there's a a space if she wants that she can dig, which she's decided that she likes to do, which is fine. Mm -hmm. She has some roots from some trees that she likes to pull on and mess with. Um, mm -hmm. She, it's still real important um, that she comes to me every single time I call her, and that's been going extremely well. We mm -hmm. went to the beach recently, and uh, a couple of people showed up and she was interested in them. She's not a huge people person. She likes people, but mm -hmm. um, as soon as she says hello, she wants to then kind of venture off. Mm -hmm. uh, she ventured um, towards the water. She might have been 30, th maybe 30 or 40 feet away from me. And I called her name and she looked and I said, come. Boy, that little that little puppy dog ran so fast over oh, to me. And great. Oh, yay. That's and so, great. She has to be rewarded as she is every time, consistently mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. high-value items. Um, I had on me some basic food treats. So what I added to the food treat was a lot of verbal, mm -hmm. uh, good girl, good come, mm -hmm. a lot of um, scratching on her butt. She really likes her butt rubbed, and man, she really likes the side of her ears rubbed real, but very vigorously. Mm -hmm. Not just a tiny little, she really wants you to kind of get in there and do deep tissue rub <laughs> on her <laughs> ears. I like yeah. it. <laughs> and so, you know, we talked about rewards before and what the dog finds rewarding, not right. necessarily what I think is rewarding. I know she likes food, but we have look at me, talk to me, and touch me as reward. So food, look at me, talk to me, and touch me. So I can Absolutely. use any combination of these things to reward her. Um, but I have to make sure that it's a reward that she finds very valuable. Yes. So that's important to recognize in your own dog. Um, you and it's might also the, the whole thing about the beach mm -hmm. is really important because of the water that's here. Like, yes. like you oh, really, sure. that, that, you know, if you were in Southern California, it wouldn't matter whether the dog was kind of slow on, you know, coming back when you call it. But mm -hmm. here, that dog has got to come back. It's important. There's, yeah. there's, uh, it's funny because there are two people, two different parties of individuals on the beach and both parties made sure to tell me as uh, Mia was kind of nearing the water, careful, don't let her drink that water boy bad thing and then they were going to tell me about how their dog had drank a bunch of salt water at one point and boy that can turn into yeah. bad things on the flip side yeah. like yes yeah. thank you I'm, <laughs> thank you i've i've yes. heard that before <laughs> exactly it's exactly. good information but yeah there's things certainly on the beach that could uh, i certainly don't want her involved in there's dead animals there's things that could cut her feet um but just anywhere you go it's important that you have a dog that will come back to you. And I'll tell you, speaking of that, that she was 40 feet away from me. I did not have a 40-foot line on her. Mm -hmm. I still had her regular car, uh, collar and her harness uh, that I walk her on. And I did have a lead attached to her harness. So because 
There had there was nobody else on the beach. It was a short beach. Um, she couldn't really go anywhere. Uh, so at that point, I decided it was safe that I could just drop the leash and let it just kind of um, follow along behind her. Mm -hmm. It is important that the moment, if somebody would have showed up, not just people, but if people and a dog would have showed up, there's no way I would have let her um, go greet the people and or the dog that could really result in a dangerous situation, especially when people are doing the right thing that have dogs that are not social and might be inappropriate around other dogs, but the people are doing the right thing and keeping their dog on a lead. Right. So it's not appropriate when a dog comes up and runs up to a human that has a dog on a lead. That can, again, result in some unfortunate uh, interaction between the dogs. And um, it doesn't matter that, you know, your dog that isn't on the lead is a friendly dog. That's That has, it has nothing, nothing to do, to with, do with it. It has yeah. every, thanks for saying that, it has everything to do with the dog that's on the lead. Right. Right. And not to mention, well, you know, laws say we need to keep our dogs on leads. And right. there are a lot of them who really are appropriate, who won't go up and say hello to people, will hang by their people, mm -hmm. will not be inappropriate, aren't inappropriate with anybody. That you, Those people with those dogs, you know when you can drop a lead or not have a lead on you. Those dogs typically have a real super sharp recall. If right. they look like they're going to go say hi to somebody, the owner can call them off and bring them right. And it's all about the other individual. Right. You, it might, the human might be terrified of dogs. The exactly. dog might be the dog might be inappropriate. Uh, the dog on a lead might have aggressive tendencies towards other dogs. So it's just really all about respecting other people and other animals that are in your space. Um, yeah. yeah. So when you take your dog out, it's no matter how they behave, it is important to keep them on a lead. Of course, we can kind of drop it sometimes when there's nobody around and it's safe. But just right. making sure that we're trying to be good neighbors in that and protecting our animals because that's our job. Yeah. That's our it job as their is. people to keep them in good situations. And you don't want fights happening. That's unfortunate. And that kind of thing lingers with the people can linger with the dogs and you don't want them practicing inappropriate behavior like that. So I like, to well, it, it's a good way to scare the, the heck out of me. That's for sure. Well, you for know, sure. I, I yeah. do not want to be in the middle of a dog fight. I I yeah, no, don't, that's not I don't want to be anywhere near no. a dog fight. There is a little can of something. It's a very small little hairspray size thing, about the size of your hand that you can buy. It's an aerosol product. It's a basically an animal pepper spray called Direct mm. Stop. Mm. Um, I know people who walk in neighborhoods a lot and walk in places where. Another dog can just pop out of nowhere yeah. behind a tree, behind a bush. They get charged. They have a, it can just be a very, very bad situation. So if you, ha if a dog is charging you, the first thing I do is yell, stay. <laughs> Lots of times hmm. a dog that is trained a little bit has probably heard stay right. and or stop. Right. Uh, stay, stop, or sit. All the, right. hey, the three S's. Right. Say, <laughs> stop, or sit. You can yell at another dog, and sometimes, especially again, a dog that's been trained, you can right. you maybe get him to stop. But um, 
it can be real scary when they don't. And if you happen to have that um, product on you, uh, it doesn't, it does, it's no detrimental harm comes to anybody. Again, Good. it's just, a, yeah, yeah, a pepper spray that Good it'll stop a dog for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I was charged one time when I was, uh, I was walking two dogs and this was when I lived in Sunnyvale, I think. Um, and we were walking around the neighborhood that we usually walked around. We walked it every single day. Um, mm -hmm. And this one particular day, somebody had left their front door open yeah. and their dog came charging out and it was headed right for my dogs. And it was, it was not a happy dog. Mm -hmm. And I yelled <laughs> at the top of my lungs, no, mm -hmm. I didn't know what else to yell. It was like, sure. no. And they, you know, they came to the door and they immediately called their dog back. But it scared me. It's very scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's uh, terrifying because uh, that's a uh, I've seen that a time or two, and mm -hmm. um, it can be it is terrifying for everybody. It's not a fun position to be in for sure. But um, so we were so, talking earlier about um, training and how you can kind of wax and wane in mm -hmm. the training stuff and sure, like I have. <laughs> yeah, and and me, I've I've noticed. I'm not going to say it too loud because I don't want her to hear. But you know, I haven't been paying as much attention to cola lately mm -hmm. with the whole training thing, right? Oh yeah, that can happen. Well, and life happens, doesn't it? Life absolutely, life <laughs> yeah. happens. Um, when Mia first came, she's five months old now, so we've had her um, just two months, um, and just like a lot of things, and just like a lot of people. Uh, when you get the new thing, it gets a lot of attention and you put a lot of effort and energy into it. I trained her every lunchtime, mm -hmm. every day, every lunchtime. Um, I certainly took her in the vehicle every single day and I tried to wow. go to two different places. Wow. Um, now what we're doing, and I'm seeing her progress now, She's the vehicle is easy for her. Um we're still working on, I'm still trying to decide how I want to get her in the vehicle. I was going to talk to you, well, kind of a joke, but not really. Hey, let me borrow that ramp. <laughs> Good ramp. Good ramp. <laughs> and then I thought, well, if I teach her to walk up a ramp, I'm going to have to have a ramp. So, hmm. That's let me true. See yeah. Let me see how I can do this. So right now it's fine. She's putting her feet up and I can lift her butt in. But she was a little... Not a hundred percent sure about the vehicle in the beginning, mm -hmm. but she's she eats in there and drinks in there. Life is good. She's she's not afraid. Oddly, she was having a problem getting out of the kennel. Hmm. I think it's because of how I had it situated in the car. It I realized when I opened up the door, she only had maybe a foot and a half before the the opening of the door, which. Is a really my? I have a higher profile car, so it's up high. So it must have looked to her, boy. If I step out of here, I'm going to fall out. Right. So what? I realized that and moved the kennel in a way that now I can open up the door, and she has plenty of space to step out. Yeah. And be comfortable inside the car, and she she likes it. That that's good. But good. Now what we're doing? Um. Uh, our training. We'll probably do three times a week, four, three to four times a week mm -hmm. at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. um, the other kind of 
just kind of um, continuing education in her recalls um, I do out in the yard, asking her to come at different times. Um, I'm working with Drop It. She really, really loves to tug. She likes to bring me something, and then she <laughs> wants me to take it, and then I give it back to her immediately, and then immediately she gives it back to me. She, <laughs> it's very Aww, cute. That's she so did this. <laughs> she did this with a teeny tiny piece of toilet paper roller, Aww. a little piece of cardboard. It's, yeah. She'd chew on it and then kind of start to spit it out, and I'd take it. And then, you know, kind of mess with it my fingers and, ooh, this is neat, and give it back. And she's watching the whole time. Oh, wow, this is yeah. fun. Yeah. And I give it back to her and she, <laughs> and then, hey, your oh. turn. That's adorable. It um, really is. <laughs> <laughs> what, she taught, what she's taught me is I need to do more work with her on stay mm. because she, she likes to bring you things. Mm -hmm. She likes to take something that might be on the floor. She'll take a shoe and just take it someplace else. Mm -hmm. Of course. <laughs> leave, leave it over there. She has, che <laughs> she has chewed just so one So she rearranges your home, exactly, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. She oh, for rearranges, sure. yeah. <laughs> well, she wants to, but I learned pretty quickly, oh, don't leave the shoes on the floor. Okay. So yeah. now, the sh now the shoes come up. She hasn't ruined anything. She just takes them. So I'm working with drop it. Mm -hmm. um, so whatever's in her mouth, I want her to not have. But there's also in depending on what it is that she has. She earlier today she had my husband's new tennis shoe, and Ooh, when I looked problem. at her, I I saw her. It was I just kind of went ah Mia, and when I said ah, she stopped and I said Mia, and she looked at me, yeah. and then she got up and she brought it to me. Oh. Yeah. And then I asked her to drop it. And she didn't just open up her mouth right away. It took just right. a second. And I traded with something that I know she likes. There was a toy on the floor. So I just traded and engaged her in play. Yes. And then put the shoe away. And, yes. you know, yes. lesson, let's just keep our shoes up off the ground. Uh, she was outside earlier today. And... Uh, I think she might have had a, a slipper and my flip-flop in her mouth. Mm -hmm. But this time, she was a little more animated. And I didn't say, ah, which made her stop and look at her. I just came around the corner and she had it in her mouth. Like, hey, look what I have. And I started to move towards her. And she got that little play bow, like, oh, yep. game is on. Yeah. Now here, right in that moment. This could go. This could go a couple of different ways, depending based on my behavior. Yes. Right. I've got a pretty good idea what she's going to do. She has no idea what I'm going to do, but I know what I want her to do. Mm hmm. I'm pretty sure if I keep going towards her, that's going to make her think that the game is on. She's going to back up, and now it's chase. Yes. Now it's chase. Keep away. She's got something I want, which mm -hmm. is the shoe. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to teach her to play keep away. That's one of my, not yeah. my, that's my second pet peeve. That one kind of drives me crazy. So in the moment, um, I, I think, I'm pretty sure I said stay. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, uh-oh, I've hardly worked with stay. 
I really have been doing a lot of other things. Right. Yes, I've said it to her. We did a long down stay the other day on a lead. She did very well. Mm -hmm. But that was, I'm sitting down and I'm now going to do this. But right. in the moment, with all the dogs I've had and all the interactions, that came out of me because it works with every, almost everybody else. Right. It works with all those trained dogs. Right. This little, this little puppy was going, oh, mommy sounds like she's really excited now. Wow, she's very animated. Stay. I wonder what that is. I think uh -huh. I heard it once before, but I'm not sure. But the is game that the is same on. as play. Yeah, yeah. So what I have to do is not go towards her. What I have right. to do instantly is think, how can I get her to come towards me? I can't mm -hmm. go towards her. So the first thing I do is get animated because she was looking at me mm -hmm. and I'm not going to go. I started backing up and clapping my hands mm -hmm. and then turning around and going towards the door and there was a another ball there then i acted like this ball was the neatest thing ever and i bounced it on the floor and she's mm -hmm. like hey i think i want to see what that is exactly. and she dropped my shoe and came over and then got a, a lot of reinforcement for coming right and then it was just my job to pick up that shoe and make sure that she doesn't have anything else around that it isn't okay for her to have in her mouth whether it can harm her or whether it's just something I just don't want her to have in her mouth. But it really, it's like having a child in your home. You really have to baby-proof your house. And you, know, and you it, do and it's have on, to be a little bit smarter than they are. And it's are, ongoing. Right? Oh, you yeah. know, the, that is so funny you said that. At every orientation in my group classes, and I swear at every private lesson I've ever had, I say that. And trust me. You are smarter than your dog, and you do what everybody does. They laugh. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. think so. I I'm pretty sure my dog is They're smarter than I am. Smart, <laughs> and that's why I had to hire a trainer. Not had to. Yeah. It's a good thing to do because you right. know, right? It's uh, good to have a coach when you're involved in stuff like well, this. Well, because your instinct—if you've got—if you got your dog standing there like ten feet away with a shoe in its mouth and and this grin on its face that you know what it's going to do is if you take one step forward, it's going to turn and run. But your mm -hmm. instinct is to go towards it. I mean, it's just instinct. Right. That's I mean, mine. Really, I want it back. Right? So you, yeah. you actually have to think about <laughs> what the reaction that you need to give that's going to get the reaction you want from the dog. That's right. It's like, it's kind of like chess a little bit, right? You just kind of have Take to a couple plan. steps ahead. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. You plan your move. I've never been good at chess, but you you do have to be a little bit smarter than your dog. You do, and have a couple different tools that you can use. Mm -hmm. It's not always the same tool to get any desired uh, result. There's lots mm -hmm. of ways that you can get a dog to do any given behavior. You know, for instance, just asking it to sit, we could just give it a verbal. Mm -hmm. We could only give it a hand signal. We could give it the two of them together. Mm -hmm. um, lot, there's other ways to get dogs to sit with their weird. It's hard for me to explain, but um, weird things you can do. Anyway, right. just to right. any given behavior. So yep. um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's important to, to be aware of what you're doing and what behavior you expect. And remember, they don't speak English. They can certainly learn. They do learn. They do, um, yeah. Our words and that yeah. kind of thing, but but don't um, expect them to know right off the bat. I mean, you start no. using complicated sentences, they're like, yeah. "Excuse me." 
And for when I said stay to Mia, she was like, ah, I'm not sure. And that didn't work. So again, I had to turn around, go the other way. Um, I had, uh, I gave her a ball, involved her in something else. And then right away, if I was going to write on a big chalkboard, note to self, train Mia to stay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just work on stay right now. It isn't difficult. I could go, and I'm going to. Um, I'll do some stay tonight when she eats dinner, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. it's a pretty simple thing to do. Just work on one behavior at a time mm-hmm. it, um, to make it easy for you to do, easy for me to do, and easy for the dog to understand. Um, right, right. I don't think training should be difficult. Um. I remember that you were talking about um, little surprise behaviors that, that you know, you're kind of going along and, and suddenly your dog is doing something that they just kind of dreamed up because they were on their own for five minutes and they dream up this, this thing to do. So you somehow have to counteract those, which would be something like getting your shoe and you know, putting it in its mouth or something like that. But you, mm-hmm. but those come up, right? When you're training oh, a dog. Yeah. Oh, well, left unattended. I turned around today and it must have been maybe just a couple of minutes. I have a, a dog bed, a big puffy thing that is on the back porch that I actually flipped upside down because the top part had a little hole and some of the stuffing was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, she found that and... The of other course. day, and took some of it out. And then, <laughs> oh, my course. gosh, you should see what she did in three minutes. Boy, it looked like it snowed. Wow. wow. Well, yeah. Uh, I left it out there for her. Ultimately, I don't really care about it. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. But um, some of those surprise little behavior things that she's doing a little bit. Um, oh, I'll walk towards her, especially when she's really animated. I'll start walking towards her. And she gets right in front of me, and it's like she wants to jump up, but she can't because I'm moving towards her, and I'm not into dogs jumping up on me at all or people, right. so right. I certainly don't want her doing that. Um, there, what I do is just immediately turn. First, I slow down, mm-hmm. but I know that when I slow down, that could give her the opportunity to actually jump on me and make contact. So I turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I can turn in a circle kind of slowly, but just turning away from her, she can't, dogs typically won't jump on your side. As soon mm-hmm. as I say that, yeah, you, your dog will jump on your side. I've had dogs do that as well, but just little techniques I can do to get her to not want to be involved in the behavior she thinks she wants. It's my job to distract her. Mm-hmm. Goodness sakes. I know. If I... If we could tattoo a, a word on the top of our forehead, on our foreheads, if you have a puppy, it is distract. Just distract the puppy. If you don't want it chewing on your shoe, give it something else to do. Distract it from chewing, give it something else to do. Right, And right. we're their people, so I am constantly giving her something, appropriate things to chew on. Mm-hmm. And out in the yard, she has, again, some... Um, tree parts <laughs> we have a, a tree parts because <laughs> there parts are the tree <laughs> there are pine cones and yes <laughs> and roots and a hole that she can dig that keeps her busy mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. 
And those are things that you've determined are all okay. So she's not going to get into any kind of trouble doing that. No, correct. Right. And and that's kind of critical because your dog doesn't want to always be getting into trouble. I mean, oh, no, they don't ever want to get into trouble. Hey, dogs do dog things. If she tells me that she likes to dig. Right. If I lived in an apartment, that would be very difficult for her to do. If I had a smaller yard and I didn't have uh, this perfect spot for her to dig in, it's easy to buy a little, one of those little plastic kiddie pools and fill it up with dirt or sand is actually an easy thing and then hide things in there. Yes. Lots of clients. um, I actually suggested this to a, a client years ago and she didn't just buy the kiddie pool she had her contractor come over and actually build her a doggy sandbox with a <gasps> lid. And, oh, it was sweet. It was really nice. Wow. It was really sweet. <laughs> like, hey, you might as well if you're going to go all out. But Absolutely. then she would take toys and like a Kong and put peanut butter on the inside mm-hmm. and stuff it in a sock and then bury it in <gasps> the – ah. Bury wow. it in the sandbox and the dogs, yep, and show the dog, hey, look, I think something's right here. And wow. you know, they have something to do and it's safe and it's approved stimulate by everybody. Their brain. Stimulate their brain. Because yep. yep. when they're looking for food or digging like that, it's, their brain is active. They're doing something that they like. Um, and I, I want a tired thinking puppy. Yeah. So, yeah. If I leave her unattended, she ate that bed, which is no big deal, but it just tells me that I um, she ran out of things that she found interesting in that moment. So it's my job just to make sure that she has environmental enrichment, that there are things in her yard that are going to occupy her, and she's not going to get into things I don't want her to. She's not going to eat my plants or... Right. Right. I tell you, she does not go on the grass. Earlier we were talking about that she had peed mm-hmm. and those stains. She won't. I, she's, I started to walk towards the lawn the other day, and mm-hmm. my other little dog was following me. And she got right up to the lawn like she, she had full momentum. And I mm-hmm. swear, she stopped with one foot on it like, oh, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. And all I ever did was keep her away from there. And if mm-hmm. she attempted to go to that area, just a kind of a, not very forceful, but ah, ah, and oh, okay, got it. And she'd go the other right. way. And right. that's, yeah, that's, she, she gets it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to think for the rest of her life that there's no, that she's never going to go on that lawn right. because of course, just like it's typically around five or six months, five, six, seven months, somewhere in there. I swear, a well-trained dog, all, all of a sudden, they just act like they don't know anything. <laughs> Nothing. I People go, what the heck is the matter? Oh, my uh, God, this dog was doing lovely things. Uh, oh, well, I th- it's just a little hiccup. I don't right. – it lasts for maybe a couple of days, maybe a week, sometimes not that long at all. But I think that they just need a little reminder. Uh, excuse me, bonehead. <laughs> <laughs> Sit me, sit, stay me, sit. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Thanks for the reminder. Well, you uh, know, yeah. with kids, it's the terrible twos. So, there you, you go. Know, <laughs> at least it doesn't last a whole year, right? <laughs> I know. 
Yeah. So when so, you were talking about about how Mia comes up to you uh, mm-hmm. and is approaching you, and you can just see that she's about to yeah. do the paw thing. So uh-huh. what Cola does is that she walks up to me, and she actually like she'll stand right in front of me, but she'll stand so that she can get her head between my legs, so that I literally cannot move. <laughs> she has stopped me in my tracks and I can't, I can't really turn. I mean, I got a no. dog's head between my legs, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. And that's not a, that, that's not that inappropriate behavior that some dogs do where they want to get to know you. So they'll do a, <laughs> yes. a little crotch sniff. That's not what yeah, you're no, talking about. Yeah, no, that's not right? at no, all what I'm talking about. It. No, no. She literally is stopping me and you know, I think, all right, she wants my attention, obviously, because, I mean, you can't stop me without getting my attention, right? So, but what? I mean, and and is there something I should be doing about that? And I, this is <laughs> like, I'm just kind of going, oh, now what? <laughs> well, first of all, does it bother you? Um, yeah, you want it, to, you don't like it. I, it, it's not that I don't like it, it's that it's potentially dangerous because I could and, trip, I could, I could go head over heels, I could land on her. So, I'm just trying to imagine how does a big black 90 pound dog <laughs> sneak up on you <laughs> that all of a sudden its head is just. And between your that legs. That is a legitimate question. <laughs> did you, did you not see her coming? I just right? have to get a visual so okay. I can help so you. That's but. just absolutely not possible, right? <laughs> I, so I clearly, I saw her, but I thought she was going to do something else. I, I see. thought she was going to like stand a foot away from me and okay. say, arf, arf, I need to potty or something like that. But instead... <laughs> So does she put her, she stands in front of you and puts her head between your legs. Does she continue to move like she is trying or not trying to? No. But she could push you over? She's still? No, no, no. She, she, she stops. Just gets still. She stops. It's, it, it, it appears that she is stopping my forward progress. That, I mean, if I were going to interpret it. Sure. Right. That mm-hmm. I would interpret it that she is stopping my forward progress so that if I were headed to the couch or if I were headed into the kitchen to make dinner or if I were headed anywhere to do anything, she has stopped me in my tracks so that I have to pay attention to her. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. Go ahead, honey. Go ahead. Lay it on me. Go ahead. Well, uh, <laughs> a little while ago, I said we are smarter than our dogs. But are we? So Kelly, why are do we? you? <laughs> uh, so just yeah. real, super briefly. When yeah. typically when she does that, right away, what do you what do you recall? What is your reaction to her? I usually try to extricate myself. So you just back up. Or turn, yeah, probably back up and turn to the side. Just Do you try to say get, anything to her. You know, I I can't actually say that. I probably laugh, 
So it could be because the first thing I thought was, well, who's smarter than who? Mm -hmm. This is attention-seeking behavior, and she mm -hmm. knows exactly how to get attention out of you. Put right. your head between mommy's legs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, you could – it's a preemptive thing, and you can't do it all the time, especially right. if she just appears – out right. of the, you know, just kind of surprises out of the ether. you. <laughs> yeah, out of the ether. But if it, obviously, if you see her coming towards you, super simple. Yeah. Just to shift your hip towards her or just, right. you know, turn away so that she doesn't have legs to put her face into. Right. Um, right. You, there's no reason why at any age we can teach dogs anything. You could uh, work, if you haven't, on uh, a real solid. Um, weight just means don't continue forward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so you could ask her to do something different, but you'd have to see her. And she's old enough. You don't necessarily want her doing a sit and stay because it might be harder for her to get up. So maybe just a stand, mm -hmm. which means all four feet are on the floor and they're not moving. Mm -hmm. So stand and yeah, or stay. Wait. Wait or could, wait. Or right? wait is fine. Wait. Right. Just wait means you can move, just don't continue forward. Right, exactly. Yeah, you could do that. But it's something that you you have to be a, aware of. She might be doing it for attention-seeking purposes. And, right. And if that's the case, then we could be a little thoughtful and think, well, are we not giving her right. Right. attention? Right. Is I it recent... not quite enough? Yeah. <laughs> because I, if it's I, not 24-7, it's not quite enough. <laughs> well, there is... This there is really um, dog time and people time, right? Um, right. And dogs need to learn to wait. They don't, you know, it's yes. not uh, dog time all the time. There is times of our day where we can't be engaging with them for lots of different reasons. So right. exactly. they need to be able to hang out over there and be okay. Yep. Um, yep. But yep. if she's telling you th these given times, if it's the same time during the day, maybe you just kind of figure. Okay, around that time, you're just going to be preemptive and you're going to sit down and you're going to call her over to you right. and just love on her for five minutes. It's, it's not really a long time. And I, I, and I will start paying attention to that time yeah. issue because, you know, that that's one thing that I really hadn't thought about is does she do it at a particular time? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I will. I, yeah, that's 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 a good thought. Good. Yeah, and hey, when she comes over, if you happen to see her coming over to you, of course, you could tell her to wait, but mm -hmm. you could also turn that into, hey, good, come. Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming over and right, exactly. giving her some reward because if she is coming over because she wants attention, you can turn it into sort of Training. a, hey, look, at sister, you're doing the right thing. Good yeah, girl. Exactly. Thanks for coming exactly. over. It's and you had mentioned the, the four Ds, I think, when we were talking about training Um mm -hmm before and um i think you said <laughs> that it was distance delivery duration and distraction that's so correct. maybe you could like just yep kind of pinpoint each one of those yep you know as usual we're starting to run out of time of course but i'll you make know. it quick well so, not not super not quick, quick no, because not i really quick. want to we learn have to this. get this <laughs> yeah so why uh, when we're teaching a dog a behavior, a new behavior, mm -hmm. um, we need to be real consistent with our with how we're speaking to the dog, how we're talking to them. Um, I call it verbal. Mm -hmm. So your verbal signal, 
I call a verbal signal. Some people say command, mm -hmm. like a, the sit command. Mm -hmm. I call it a verbal signal. Mm -hmm. So we say something to the dog, um, and it's important that whatever it is that we're asking the dog to do, that it can physically do that thing safely, and it's not harmful to the animal in any way, and that we don't have to use force or coercion. You don't have to hit or kick a dog. Somebody told me, oh, you have to knee a dog in the chest if it jumps up on you. Oh, no, 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 there's a lot. There's ways to do that without having to use force. So these be these four Ds have to do with when we're teaching a dog a new behavior. So if I'm teaching any dog something as simple as sit, that the, the we'll talk about distance first. Um, if I want to set myself up to be successful in my training sessions, um, especially if I'm outside, um, I think it's a good idea to put a, a leash and a collar on a dog. Not 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. There are times where I don't want to have a leash or collar on at all. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it can signify and it does signify to the dog, hey, class time, mm. I better pay attention. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the fact that if we're working with a dog on stay, and it is actually has a leash on, we can we can ensure that the dog or help the dog to be successful because right. it's attached to us and we're we can physically make it do what we want without using force. Right. So the first thing is distance. If we want to um, ask or get a dog to sit, puts his bottom on the ground and it maintains that position. It doesn't move. Um, at that point. You, it's it would be well advised to stay real close to the dog because its inclination is to, it doesn't know what you want ultimately is for it to put its bottom on the ground and to stay. Right. And stay can be a lengthy thing. It might be that we're just asking the dog to sit and stay for three seconds. But in the future, we might need them to sit and stay for minutes and we can teach them to do that, but we have to start very, very easy. So we, one of the four Ds is duration. Mm -hmm. When we're teaching a, a puppy to sit, there's hardly any duration. They, you know, and it's, <laughs> they can't, they have, you know, they lose it all. They don't, they're instant. I mean, as soon as you say something, they go, what? I mean, they just lose it, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they can't, can't focus, focus very long. No, no it's hard no. for them to do that. So yeah. with a puppy and with this limited attention span they have, we're not going to work on duration or right. having that puppy hold that position for a long time in the beginning. Because in the very beginning, they put their butt on the ground and one, two, and then that's as long as they can hold it. But mm -hmm. hey, they put their butt on the ground now you have a standard bottom is on the ground and they held it for two seconds. Yep. yep. That's a place to start. I right. had a dog years ago. It's probably five years old. It worked up to two seconds. Oh, <laughs> no. And the entire class applauded. Like <laughs> it took eight weeks for that dog to be able to sit for two seconds. Wow. I know. You'd think it wasn't much. That was a miracle. You should have seen what wow. that dog was like before. Wow. <laughs> so... When we're trying to work with a behavior, it's important to stay nice and close in the beginning. Mm -hmm. That means that you're keeping your distance to the dog close. Right. So when I'm teaching, let's say I have, I'm working with a puppy with a sit 
and a stay. And I'm nice and close to the dog, and I can start teaching the dog to stay there for seconds. Mm -hmm. And I like to count out loud, keep the dog's focus on me, mm -hmm. reward it mm -hmm. periodically, and that's mm -hmm. another one of the Ds. The mm -hmm. treat or the reward does not mean the behavior's over. Mm -hmm. I'm just rewarding. It's like, good girl. That doesn't mean mm -hmm. you get to get up. Right. I'm just right. telling you, good girl. So I'm using these four Ds. At the same time, I'm asking the dog to sit and stay, adding duration. Mm -hmm. um, potentially, a distraction might happen. That's one of the four Ds. Mm -hmm. It could be that somebody knocked on the door. Mm -hmm. Another dog came into the room. And you know what happens when somebody else comes into the room, your dog gets up and goes exactly. to greet them. It would be yeah. right. Now, they the dog would probably, especially if you're teaching this sit-stay, if you didn't have a super solid stay and you were at a, a greater distance away from your dog, you wouldn't be able to actually control the dog with the lead to keep it in that space, right? If you're in a right. large room and your dog is eight feet away. I like to use a six-foot leash. Mm -hmm. So let's say you did drop the lead and you're working on stay at greater distances, but now a distraction comes in. The dog's ability to main, to do that behavior is going to drastically decrease. Right. And now it'll be like, hey, with no one in the room, you can sit and stay with me at 10 feet away for one minute. But as soon as somebody walks in the room you can only sit and stay for 10 seconds and I have to be about two feet in front of you. <laughs> exactly. And and 10 seconds might be an overkill, right? Correct. <laughs> it might and be more that, like five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the reason to yeah. train your dog in your home with limited distractions and then start adding distractions. Right. Like a distraction, honestly, train your dog to sit and stay in your kitchen and then go to your front porch or better, go to your... Go to the, if you take your dog for a walk and you go out the front, mm -hmm. when this step, train your dog in your kitchen and then go outside in the back mm. and train it outside in the back. Mm -hmm. And then when you get good behaviors in the back, then you can go to the front yard. Hmm. And then if you're not already, you go to dog parks or wherever it is that you go with your dog, add a little bit of training there too. A sit stay. I had, um, I took Mia to the dog park and her recalls are good. Mm -hmm. she, she's active with other dogs. But when I ask her to come, I say that, that word, I don't use it very often. But when I say C O M E, mm -hmm. she, she just must think. Like this author, Suzanne Clothier, wrote a book. If dogs' dreams, if dogs' Oh man, if I might get this wrong. If dogs' dreams, if dogs' prayers were answered, bones would rain from the sky. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, Suzanne Clothier. I'm sorry. It's a brilliant book, you guys. It, you should, yeah, it's oh, a it's brilliant lovely. quote. <laughs> it's, it is. She's yeah. a brilliant woman. Yeah. Yeah. So this, yeah. So working on different behaviors when you go other places. Excellent. It's it, when you take them to your friend's house, all these other places, because I would imagine in the real world, we expect them. If I, you expect, if you teach your dog to sit and stay at home, you kind of expect it to do that everywhere else. Right. But they don't generalize very well. It's harder for them to, to figure that out. They know the words, but remember, 
how we communicate with dogs, only 7% is the words that we use. So if you think that a sit-stay is going to work when you're at the dog park and you've never practiced sit-stay at the dog park and you have all the distractions of the people and the other animals, you're going to end up being frustrated at your dog, but it's not your dog's fault. You right. never worked with them in that environment. Right. So they don't know they're supposed to be okay with it's it like, well, why didn't you back. tell me I'm supposed to sit, stay at the dog park as well? I, I, I thought know. that was just in the backyard. You I go, know. oh, no, you guys, oh, okay, I have to tell it you. It all comes Every, back to everywhere. us. It all comes back to us, right? And it if is you, all about yeah. us, yeah. If uh -huh. you haven't taught the dog what you want when you say those words, mm -hmm. you know, the Poor dog's not a mind reader, for heaven's sake. Hey, lots of, I can't, we lived in a community in Washington, um, real close to a marina, lots of boating people. And people would get new boats and think, yeah, I'm just going to take the dog on the boat. <laughs> no, I'd get wow. a lot of phone calls. My dog will not go on the boat. Yeah. Or when they are on the boat, they panic. Yeah, of course. Of and then course. an interesting one. We're going to be on a boat for lengthy periods of time. We're going to be out to sea. I need to train my dog to poo on the boat in a specific location. That was a fun one. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. yeah, you can do it. They have sod, these sod I'm boxes. I'm sure that you, you can, can but oy, oy, oy. Yeah, well, hey, I would, well, a yeah. potty training, you know, when you yep. feed them. Yep, It's like, exactly. okay, it's two o'clock coming ashore <laughs> anyway it's important to train them in places we we think that we're going to have which them in the great. future which is why you should drop into the vet's office just to say hi and yep. weigh them and get a yep. cookie yep. and life is happy yep um, exactly because you expect them to be well behaved in all these places so let me can I talk about those four Ds? Just once well, we have. Do you yeah, see that we've only got five minutes? Yeah, that's why I said. So we have distance, how far mm -hmm. away you are from the dog. Right. You have delivery, or how often you give the dog the food treat. Right. Every three seconds, every five seconds, because they start to know that. So that's an important consideration. Right. The duration of the behavior, or how long, you know, we if we want a, a long sit stay, we have to start it one second and work up to 30 minutes you know it just it doesn't right. happen that fast and then distractions or what's in the environment that can be interesting to the dog besides you because the focus should be on the trainer but as a colleague of mine said years ago oh raise your hand if you think you're more interesting to a dog than grass <laughs> not the smokable kind the other kind sorry <laughs> you're but the yeah, grass out right? right the uh -huh. yeah. no we can't because that's no. the environment, and there's all kinds of smelly, lovely things exactly. out there. So, yeah, we just exactly. have to try to be smarter than our dogs today. <laughs> so let's just do another reminder about the heat as well, because yes. I know that that is, I mean, it's been horrible hot yep. weather. And yep. we don't want, we don't leave, want leaving our dog in the in the car with the windows rolled up, or even with the windows rolled down, for that matter. Even with the windows cracked. Yeah. I yeah. tell you, this statistic I saw, and it, it keeps bouncing through my head even mm -hmm. i have a little greenhouse that we just set up and we were talking about that greenhouse effect yeah that it does not take very much outdoor ambient heat to really create warmth inside your greenhouse and your vehicle is worse this is yep. the statistic that just blows me away 
It can be 70 degrees outside. A nice 70 degrees. And inside a half an hour, in the, it, just out in the sun, if it's 70 degrees in the sun, in a half an hour, your car inside will read 104 degrees. It, these heat spikes happen inside the first half an hour. If it is 75 outside, it's 110. It goes up if it's 80 degrees, 114 degrees in a half an hour. No, that's so awful. There's, that's yeah, there's just no reason to take your dog out. Well, of course, there are reasons to take yes. your dog places, but there's all kinds. Put, take uh, your dog into the store if you have to. There's little pads that you right. can buy. Oh, and remember that sidewalks are really hot. Yes. And dogs can burn their paws on the sidewalk. Yeah. So put your hand on the sidewalk or you go bare feet if you think your dog is going to go mm -hmm. bare feet. That's fair. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. You should know what those temperatures are because yeah. they can, uh, those temperatures inside a car, there's just really no reason to take your dog outside if it's going to uh, leave it in the car if it's these kind of temperatures. And yeah, it's just be aware. So it, it looks to me like we're out of time. Un unbelievable. Okay. I know. I know. I swear I could talk dogs with you all day, Kelly. <laughs> That one went really fast. I know. They always I know. do. I know. They're so fun. So I want to thank you again for your great information and being willing to share your experiences with training and loving our canines. Of course. Um, anything other than telling our folks to please watch the heat. Watch the heat and just remember that no matter what it is that you're doing, when you're hanging out with your dog, you're doing something to um, to promote the relationship you have with your dog or doing something to put it in decline. So, you know, always, wow. I don't know, Yeah. look at them and think the sun shines everywhere around them and well, treat them that way. You yeah. know, I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think so, too. So just be kind to your babies. Be sweet to them because be they care about you a lot. They do. And they yeah. don't live forever. So, you no, know. they don't. Yeah. They don't. Treasure those little. Well, thank little you, Kelly. Things. And we'll of see course. you again very soon. Thank you. And I want to thank you for listening. My guest today has been Kelly Hansen, dog trainer extraordinaire, and seriously, one of the most fun people that I know. Kelly is more than happy to answer questions or special concerns. Leave a comment on our KCIW Facebook page or on our website. And listen to all the other podcasts that Kelly and I have done. Excellent information. This is Candace Michelle for our community.